0: Welcome to Winning the Inner Game. This is Colton Lindsey. Hi, guys. It's Colton Lindsey here with WinningTheInnerGame.com with another winning series interview. I want you guys to know a couple of tools that I always use are obviously the fearless agent sales system and Mojo uh, dialing system. A couple of you might be thinking, well, how can I increase my production for 2016? And how many of you want to earn more money? Or how many of you want to have a predictable business? One of the ways is the tools that I use is produced by my friend, AJ Mida, the lifestyle agent, which is a numbers tracker. Him and I are gonna be doing a training next week so you guys can check that out, but email the numbers tracker at gmail.com if you want more information from uh, our friend, AJ. Today on the show, we have got a killer agent, Jeff Latham, welcome to the show, man. Can you can you say a little something so your face pops up for everyone?
1: Hey, can you hear me all right? Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, dude, so super sweet. So. Uh, what we're going to do is just going to break into the first 60 seconds, Jeff. Tell us in a nutshell how you got to this point in your business, in your life, and in your career. I know that's a lot, but fit in, in about 60 to 90 seconds.
1: 60 seconds. Wow. Okay, cool. So um, I started selling real estate in 2001, been through the good, the bad, 2008 market crashed, got my ass kicked, and then uh, 2009 I went from selling. <coughs> Thirty seven homes a year on my own to two thousand and nine. I went I sold probably eight. And then back from two thousand nine I built my team to where we're selling this year we'll sell about two hundred and fifty homes, right around eighty million dollars in volume. Wow. So
0: and tell us again you're you're in Oregon, right? What's the name No, of Washington State. Oh Washington State. I thought it was Oregon for some reason. So we're at in Washington. It's it's uh about forty the-
1: miles north of Seattle, a little town oh. called Arlington.
0: Oh yeah, Arlington Arlington, is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, dude. So you're now north of Seattle in Arlington. 2008, you said you got smashed. What happened? The market shifted. What What happened that you got smashed?
1: Uh, Armageddon, right? The market shifted and um, I was only selling homes to people that knew me, my sphere. Mm-hmm. And I ran out of friends to sell homes to. And um, I went from you know making about $180,000 a year to $45,000 a year with a $180,000 a year budget. <laughs> and so then I had to learn how to sell homes to people that didn't know me. I had to learn how to market, and that was the shift when I hired my first what year?
0: What year did you get into the real estate business?
1: 2002.
0: 2002. So yeah. what were you doing between 2002 and 2008 with your real estate business?
1: You know, I was just at that age where I had a lot of friends, and I was—I would be everywhere. I was at all the parties. I would make sure I was everywhere my friends were, and they just knew me as the guy that sold homes and so it was kind of effortless just through networking really was where the majority of my business came from.
0: So you just networked and you were doing what, roughly 30, 40 deals a year at the time or how many deals were you doing? Yeah, I picked
1: out in 2007 at about 37 transactions. What's your
0: average sales price?
1: Back then or right now? Back then. Oh, back then probably 140 grand.
0: Okay. How, How old were you in 2002 when you got licensed? 22. 22. So you're young. I got licensed at 21. So we we're about the same yeah. age. Yeah. That's awesome, man. How old are you today?
1: 35 coming uh, October 5th in three days.
0: Oh man, you're you're probably 33 percent through this life. You got a good 66 percent to go, man. Awesome. <laughs> so 2008 happened. 2009, you sold. Would you say nine homes, eight homes?
1: Yeah. Yeah. 2008. 2008, I sold eight homes. What happened? The market just fell out, right? That was when the stock market was just dropping and dropping and dropping. And then the housing market followed and uh, no one was buying. How, how old were you at that time? 27.
0: 27. Used to That's making $180,000 a year yeah. and dropped down to $45,000 a year. Were you married with kids at that
1: time? No. My Current wife, we're dating at the time, right? We got married in August second of two thousand eight. So, um, you know, I, I still had her with me. The, the crazy thing is, I had to like pull out a home equity line of credit, survive on that to sub, you know, subsidize my income along with the homes I was selling, and it was very challenging. And it was a gift. Also. How was
0: your mental state? I mean, because two thousand six, two thousand seven, you're making one hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year. Probably pretty stoked. You're 23, 24, 25 years old. That's a lot of money for that age. How are you, How was your mind shift then? And when the market shifted, where did your energy and your state go in 2009?
1: It was challenging. You know, it was it was pretty tough. Uh, at that time, I wasn't really dialed in in all the personal development, so I was just kind of surviving. You know?
0: So you so survival mode. Tell us what that what that looks like.
1: What is survival mode? You know, you just you don't know what to do. You don't know where to go, and, and and you have that threat and that fear of potentially getting one of those things where they call it a job, a job.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> are you gonna go punch a clock? Just over broke, right? <laughs> yeah, I scared the hell out of me. Um, <sighs> You know, but having that equity line helped me get through. But here, Here's the thing, Colton. It was a gift because going through that has now made me fearless because at the end of the day, I still have my friends. I still have my family. I still had a roof over my head. I had food to eat. It wasn't that bad. You know, if you have perspective of where people have to go and look for whether or not they're going to freaking meal today, right? Yeah. So I don't want to go back there again, and I'm not afraid to. Does that make sense? absolutely Well, i
0: think i think money is uh it's it's, it's just this uh I, I, have you ever seen the wolf of wall street i love how it uses the word fugazi right okay. and because money is just really a fugazi it's not real think about this you go to dinner what's what's your what's your revenue business revenue right now
1: um to day closed 1.6 million
0: so 1.6 million in revenue when you go to dinner you probably don't look at the price very much on what you're going to buy Right? You probably look more what do I want to eat? Right. Two thousand nine, you're probably looking on the left side of the menu choosing chicken or something, right? But but yeah. but now and so think about this though. You order, let's say, steak and lobster, hundred dollar meal, and when you order it, they bring your food to you. And what do you how do you pay? Do you give them a credit card?
1: Yeah, I just I pay with a debit card. Yeah. So
0: you give you literally give them a piece of plastic and they give you steak and lobster, right? I mean, that's the reality of money. So 2010 happens for you. Yeah. What, what happens in 2010? What shifts for you? I hire my first
1: coach and I learned how to sell homes to people that don't know me.
0: Who did you and hire? What coaching program Craig, did you go through? Craig Proctor. Craig Proctor.
1: Yeah. And so the only people that were really selling homes in 2009, 2010 were the REO agents. <clears throat> so I positioned myself as the guy with REL Properties because I didn't have the relationships with the asset managers, So I would advertise free lists of bank-owned properties with pictures and maps. And so the people thought I was the dude with the listings, and so I just dominated all the buyers. How the many group.
0: units – how many did you do in 2010? 55. 55. So you went from 37 to 8 to 2010 having the biggest year of your entire career. How did your mental state
1: yeah, – well? I went from two 2000- thousand eight i went to eight homes 2009 we did 22. okay 2010 we did 55. yeah
0: so so how did your mental state change from 2008 2009 to 2010
1: well it started growing because i started reading right i think the first book that uh, i read that was kind of business oriented or personal development was the e-myth by michael gerber and that's just a system-based um book that tells you how to build systems, right? One of
0: my favorite books on the planet is E-Myth to help you set up your business so a 12-year-old could step in and run your business. Awesome book. So yeah. I assume, have you read Raving Fans as well along with that? It's on my list. So so Raving Fans to me is the other book that coincides with the E-Myth in creating just an amazing customer service with your system so that's that's awesome so 2010 55 deals what was your revenue in 2000 or 2010 what did it look like
1: oh my, uh probably 10 million maybe
0: so 10 million in volume
1: right? I, I i would say at that time i didn't know a lot about oh oh for revenue gotcha revenue my revenue is probably 400 thousand maybe I, it's, it's tough to go back and know those numbers.
0: Yeah. three hundred fifty, four hundred thousand range probably yeah. is what based on commissions. Yep. So, so then what, what point did you say, Hey, I got to start leveraging myself. I got to get an assistant. I, gotta I got to start.
1: I got fired by three of my buyers cause I started generating so many buyers that, um, I lost three of them. And so I had to hire by default instead of ahead head of demand cause I didn't know what to do. And so I hired my first buyer's agent. Because when I did an autopsy, if you will, and why I got fired, they said, well, we just thought you didn't care or you didn't have time for us. Because I was working with like 10 buyers at a time. I was picking them off a of Craigslist, taking them through the presentation and selling homes. But I, I maxed out about 10 to 12 buyers and I just couldn't service them all. So I had to hire.
0: So what What was your first hire? Buyer's agent. Buyer's agent. Okay. And that what? when was that?
1: That was right, um, 2009. About three months after my uh, first conference, when I learned how to lead generate.
0: Okay, so 2009 or so. Did you have a transaction coordinator, assistant, anything at that time?
1: No, no. Okay, I, kinda, I didn't follow the MREA very well. Um, <laughs> I didn't follow the model. Awesome. So you know, 2000. So we finished out 22 units by the end of 2009. Next year, I think I'm. I, um, we did 55 units, and then the following year, I brought on more buyer's agents, and then I finally hired an assistant. Actually, I hired an ISA after three buyer's agents, and then I brought on an assistant afterwards.
0: So how were you coordinating all your transactions during that time frame?
1: 55 is not a lot. It's, it's not that challenging. So you did know?
0: you do it yourself?
1: or did yeah, did, they- did. My buyer's they did. agents taught them how.
0: Okay, so you taught them, and they were basically coordinating their own transactions. You were generating leads and opportunity for them just to capitalize on. Is that what it sounds you know, like? And I was selling
1: alongside of them as well. I didn't move okay. out a production until 2014.
0: Okay, so let's move forward to 2011. What did 2011 look like for you?
1: 105 transactions.
0: 105 transactions. What's your team look like in 2011?
1: Probably three buyer's agents and an inside sales person. And one inside
0: sell. And what was the inside sales? Just setting appointments for you guys?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because we were just generating so many leads, we couldn't follow up with them all.
0: So, of these 105 units, were those mainly buyers, buyer. sellers? Okay. What what percentage Very, buyers? What percentage sellers?
1: At that time, we were probably 90% buyer. I built just a solid, strong buyer business.
0: Awesome. So, two th- And when did you hire start hiring your assistant? The end of eleven.
1: Uh, Yeah, end 11, beginning of 12. Yeah. Okay. So we jumped that year to 148 units.
0: 148 units. What's your team look like now in 2012?
1: I just kept on hiring people. You know, I would just bring them in. (laughs) And so I
0: hired. I want to stop you for just one second. So I have interviewed, I don't know if you know Chad Goldwasser, super Uh awesome guy out of Texas, Josh uh, Smith, GSD mode. I hired, or I mean, I, I interviewed uh, Joe Delia, Spring Benson, and these guys are all doing 150 to 250 units or so per year, right? And you're, you're into that category. Every one of them went through a struggle time in their business, okay? And also every one of them, their focus isn't the next listing, their focus is the next hire. So so that's kind of what you then started focusing on is hiring people. How? Tell us about the turnover rate you've had with agents on your team.
1: You know, the attrition didn't really start happening until probably 2013. Um, I just kept a lot of people because I loved them all. And I always thought everybody was built for greatness and everybody wanted a big-ass life. And and so the turnover was low because I wanted to help everyone. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I never had any standards or expectations until probably the last year or so, and we've gotten really serious rates. So lately. let's
0: fast forward. In the last year, 2014, 2015, when did the standards come into place, and what do those look like?
1: The standards are two a month, and they're they're in place now. And um, recently, you get to the point to where it's like, you know, when you hire awesome people, you don't have to really worry about the standards. They just go out and crush it.
0: So what does your team look like now,
1: 2015. Seven buyer's agents, four administrative people. Seven buyer's agents. Actually, six buyer's agents. Well, let's just say seven agents, two of them do listings, and also work with buyers. And then the other five are strictly buyer's agents. Okay. Two inside sales agents, and uh, probably four admin administrative people.
0: Tell us about the admin. What are they doing?
1: we got a transaction coordinator, a listing coordinator, systems person and uh, a backup for another transaction coordinator
0: awesome and 2014 which was a year ago what part in 2014 did you step out of day-to-day production
1: um at the beginning so january 2014 we sold 202 homes we did about 55 million and i just coached my leaders
0: okay so then your job then became coaching the leaders on your team yes. and still focusing on recruiting, bringing new members on?
1: Yeah. Yeah. People eventually, once your volume increases, it's, it becomes a little bit more, I don't want to say effortless, but easier to grow.
0: Easier to grow because is it your validated proven system or what is it that makes it easier?
1: I think, um, humans or agents. Your scorecard is based on your production and, it's unfortunate. I mean, but that is a significant result. Numbers don't lie. Um, so when your volume, when you're doing massive volume, people want to know what you're doing. Yeah, and part of something big.
0: So I see a lot of teams that try to grow and they fail, and it's they've they've figured out okay, we can give leads to these people, these agents on the team but they fail with the coaching and the training side, the, the leadership side. So tell us, how have you incorporated to not only generate leads for these guys, but to train them and to lead them?
1: Well, I, you know, we're focused on being a leadership factory and developing leaders. And, um, there's a book, John Maxwell, five levels of leadership, which is a great book. And when your business is focused on developing leaders, then you come, you become unstoppable. And when your leaders develop leaders and they develop leaders, game over, right? And so my my leaders go and they coach with me with some of my coaches. They go to events with me, so we all speak the same language. We read the same books together.
0: So you focused on on just creating leaders out of your talent, and then they focus on creating leaders. And the idea is just inspiring leadership in others. Is that what I get from you?
1: Yeah, really, the, the secret is um, focusing on getting the best people in your world. And when you focus on the who instead of the what, your possibilities become unlimited.
0: So tell us, how do you focus on finding the who, the right people?
1: You know, I just think as you level up your friends, you know, show me your friends, I'll tell you your future, right? And so as you, as you just level up your friends, you level up your influence and Everything just gets better and they just kind of, I don't want to say, I don't think you find them. They just, they, they become a it's, it's like a, it's like a magnet, right? Yeah. You focus on being just dialed in in business and your faith, your family, your fitness, your finances, and you just focus on becoming the best version of yourself that you could possibly be, the universe has no other option but to deliver you everything you want and life becomes friction free.
0: So basically, the universe has conspired to make you an amazing life, to create an amazing life for you. It's conspired in your favor when you get dialed in and centered in. What does that mean to get dialed in and centered in for you, Jeff?
1: Well, what that means is it's not all about business, right? And so faith, family, fitness, finance, fun, all of those areas need to be elevated together because you could be badass at business and be out of shape and what will happen is you'll lose energy to continue to dominate in business or maybe your spouse might become unattracted to you or uh, you have a heart attack, right? Or you could be in amazing shape and not doing very well in the business. Well, how the hell are you going to pay for your gym membership or your protein bars?
0: Yeah. So what do you do to stay to, to, to raise up all those levels? Because right, I call it the five realms of human life value. Very similar. Spiritual, mental, physical, social, and financial. Right? So what do you do to level up in all of those different realms?
1: Each area, I just kind of have a one thing that I focus on. Right? And so, you know, for your, your significant other, you can do date night. Your children, you can do date day. Um, for your fitness, I'm competing in an Ironman in uh, August of next year. So I don't have any other choice but to get in massively good shape. And I committed publicly to do that. So I get to show up. Uh, <laughs> finances set aside a certain amount of money from every check. Right now, we're going through Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey. And that's been helping me to keep more of the money that I make instead of buying more crap um faith go to church you know read the bible it's just it's just finding that one thing for all areas of your life and doing it and and just building out that wheel it's like a wheel right and making sure that it's it's balanced in all areas
0: yeah so let's let's say let's take a physical realm for example how can you find what do you do to find that one thing because you've got to you've got to get clear on it for you when you're not clear on it it causes the friction, the frustration, right? So yeah. when you recognize that, because you're never going to – you're, you're going to always sense some fr- friction, and that's what allows you to grow and to change. So when you sense that, what what, what activity do you do or how do you find out what it is to get that one thing or discover that one thing for you?
1: I hire coaches, people that have been there and done that. You know, Show me your coaches, and I'll tell you your future. I have five of them. Tell us about more, that. What, what kind I'm of coaches – I have a martial arts coach. I have a strategic coach. I have a team building coach. I have a coach that's helping me build my coaching business. I have an Ironman coach. I have a nutritionalist coach. I mean, I—I I, that's one thing that um, I've done faster than anybody is I hire coaches quick. I invest about a hundred thousand a year in coaching.
0: So I want. Do you know who Kevin Ward is? You ever? Huh. Okay, awesome dude out of Hermosa Beach, California. Check him out on, on YouTube. And he's a big proponent of personal development. And so there's two I, – I always train on two things with – the whole idea of winning the inner game is, is what's going on in yourself, right? What is in your inner world? Because our inner world is printing out in three-dimension our, our physical reality, right? What's going on inside is our reality. So along when you develop a massive business – it's got to develop the personal development. And so that's what I'm really hearing about you. Is what year did your personal development just take off?
1: Probably 2012. Um, I was introduced to my buddy, Hal Elrod. I just got off a podcast with him. He wrote the book, The Miracle Morning. And there's a, that book kind of really launched me to have a personal development routine that I do every morning to really set my day straight. And that's just, you know, meditation, visualization, reading, exercise, and a couple other things that I do. Um, there's a great quote in there by Jim Rohn that he, uh, he he references, and it says, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development. See, success is attracted by the person you become.
0: So you make your focus every single day to become the very best Jeff Latham possible then?
1: Yeah. Yeah man. Life becomes friction free that way.
0: So let's go into the next thing. It's your schedule, right? You've probably got a schedule or a system in, in your day that you follow. What time are you normally out of bed?
1: About five thirty.
0: Five thirty. Five thirty hit, hits. What what do you do five thirty in the morning?
1: My morning routine.
0: Tell can you share that with us, your morning routine?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I'll wake up, I'll slug a glass of water, pray, meditate read i use pinterest for visualization to just, just kind of focus on st- i always thought it was for chicks but there's a lot of cool stuff and, and i just i see something i want i i have like pictures of like there's this awesome jeep that i wanted yeah and i focused on it and, and i bought it because that's kind of how things work right yeah uh, and then and then i get off and, and i go and exercise and i'll read an audio book on my way to the gym and then by. 7 a.m. I've accomplished more than before most people even wake up. So,
0: so how long are you in your prayer mode, meditation mode? Is that all kind of
1: combined, or what do you do for yeah, prayer meditation? You know, it can range, the whole routine can range minus the gym from a half hour to an hour to 10 minutes. It just depends. Okay, and it's not. I try to do it every day. It's not consistent. No one, someone's telling you to do something every single day. They're full of shit, right? Yeah. Uh, I do the best I can to um, to be focused on that because your morning is awesome. your rudder, and when you set it up, awesome, you set it up powerfully. It'll determine the direction of your day.
0: So, in the uh, I, I produced what's called the Winning the Inner Game audio files, and one of the audio files on there talks about own your morning. So, maybe you mentioned your friend Hal and the book Miracle Morning, which is an awesome book, by the way. Tell us what's the gist behind that book and in, in, in the idea of the Miracle Morning.
1: Well, the gist behind the book is really just having a very powerful personal development routine that you do in the mornings to set your day up for success.
0: And and what does that do with your your energy on the inside when you when you set that up five thirty to seven in the morning before you hit the gym? How do you feel as you're on your way to the gym?
1: I feel you just dialed in because your mindset's right, you know. And, and really, it just starts there. Your thoughts become your feelings. Your feelings become your actions, and your actions become your results. And so then it just naturally happens. Would you say that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, a lot of people get up and they'll watch the freaking news. Tell me, tell me what that does for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, or they go to bed watching the news, right? And so all of a sudden, that's what's vibrating in your brain all night long. Yeah, Jan, I, my whole philosophy in life is to feel good now and to always feel better. The better you feel, the more goodness you're going to attract through you, right? Because it's not just to you; it's through you. You're you're just a conductor of uh, amazing energy, and, yeah. and so if you can do that, I, I love talking with you, and I, I could talk with you about for this for hours. So you hit the gym seven o'clock, right? How long are you at the gym for? What does that look like?
1: Probably like twenty five minutes.
0: 25 minutes so quick are you doing
1: cardio it's 25 minutes i and i'm sorry i guess i can back up three days a week i train mma with my martial arts coach um that's monday wednesday friday and then every day i go to the gym and then um three or four days a week i'm doing long runs long swims or long bike rides for my ironman training
0: okay so then you're finished there what time are you starting your business day
1: so this is where it might get a little crazy. Um, I built my business to where it requires me to be in the office Tuesday from 9 a.m. till 12. So what do you do the rest of the time? Whatever I want. <laughs> I work out. I uh, I travel. You know, and and one of my coaches taught me this. He said, you know, I would go on vacation for a month leave my team and I'd have more business more revenue more employees and uh and growth and so I was like well let me try this out I want to make sure that this is real and not some kind of mythological creature like a freaking unicorn Yeah. So I built this team I built a great team and the team builds the business now I literally am only required to be here uh, for three hours one day a week so in
0: those three hours what are you doing to to, to just be run having- the team and just Coach with my leaders. So you're meeting with your leaders and you're coaching them, and then during the rest of the week, are they they meeting with the rest of the team and coaching and training them? Yes. So what does that three hours of coaching and training with your leaders look like?
1: Well, we do one on ones, and then I just run the team meeting.
0: Okay. So how how
1: long is your team meeting? About a half hour, forty five minutes.
0: Half hour, forty five minutes. What do you go over in that half hour to forty five minutes?
1: What we'll do is we'll go over some stuff with the administrative people, and then we'll excuse them, and then we just go into trainings. Okay. And then you're going training on skill
0: set, mindset. What are you training on?
1: Well, basically, you know, there's a few things we got. Lead conversions pretty important, right? So the presentation, objection handling, and then any challenges that they're having. Um, everything else is pretty easy.
0: So you're mainly on 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 confidence and skill set to convert leads to appointments, appointments to contracts, contracts to close, right?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Awesome. So then you train them. How, how much – you're doing one-on-one. How long do your one-on-one last with your with your leaders?
1: About a half hour.
0: And then what are you talking about with them? What are you coaching them on? How do you coach them?
1: Just find out what their goals are, what's important to them. So you're important. focused
0: on them the whole time? That's all it's all about. If you help That's enough
1: people get what they want, then the business will get what it – Wants, right
0: awesome cool <laughs> so so you've got some big things coming up I, I love how you're about mindset how you're about inner game personal development what else you got you mentioned you got some stuff going on with your coaching business or what, what yeah. what's next for you because I, I imagine that you just don't work three hours and then forget about everything the rest of the time you're yeah, yeah I mean I still
1: you know all field calls from people and, and I'm just really like physically attached to my office. I guess one day a week. Right. Um, what else I got going on is it's it's just kind of time to pay it forward. You know, I've been a product of personal development and a student and now it's my turn to help other people. And there's an epidemic out there right now, where real estate agents, they work nights, they work weekends, they're not present. Their income is inconsistent and Some of them are hard drinkers, and and their life is just stripped away from them. And I see this right around 30 to 40 transactions a year. You know, you can ask the agents, how are things going? Great. Okay, tell me more. I'm working so much. Okay, tell me more. Well, I'm working 60 hours a week. Tell me more about that. I haven't had a weekend off forever. I work every single night. I remember Colton being at the dinner table with my wife and explaining to her back when I was 27 and she'd have dinner and I'd have to go because a buyer would call, ring, ring, boom, I want to see the house. I'm out the door and I'm justifying it to her. I'm saying, I have to go sell this home, show this home to this client so I can keep this roof over your head and put dinner on the table. And when my children were born, I was very, very aware of I didn't want to be that parent at the soccer game that had the cell phone tied to their head that was not present. mm mm-hmm. Deals. So… And so-
0: what do you do do to be present now
1: what do i do to be present now well i don't have to sell homes (laughs) (laughs) I don't work i i help other people build businesses right so when you're not i built a great team so
0: that's that's the main thing is you built a team that can support the business and your whole focus is is helping them get what they want, helping them achieve their goals, helping them achieve the life that they want. So really you're, you you just live a life of giving basically.
1: Yeah, it's time to pay it forward, man. I mean, I'm sure you see it out there. Agents, this this business is amazing and it can destroy people. And I want to help people that are experiencing that turbulence that are doing 30 to 40 transactions a year that are ready to kind of break through that ceiling to where they can have their life back. Well, a lot of people are scared to sell more homes because they think they're going to have to go from working 60 hours a week to 100. And it's crazy. The more homes you sell, the less you actually work.
0: So do more, work less. Earn more, work less. You know who Blair Singer is? you ever studied anything with Blair Singer? He wrote a book called Sales Dogs. He was a uh, little voice mastery. He was a rich dad advisor. Do you, you know who that is?
1: No, but I will because I'm writing it down.
0: Yeah, Blair Singer is awesome. I actually went to he, he trained us for 2 days in Los Angeles at the end of July at Train the Trainers. The guy is freaking sick, dude, and one of the best on-stage trainers I've ever ever heard from. And he talks about the major problem not only in the United States, not only in North America, but in the world is an education problem. And you think about it, you you, when you went to school, at what point did they – did anyone – you mentioned you're going through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Yeah. At what point did anyone train you on financial management?
1: Dude, Colton, well, my business has made $1.6 million this year, right? Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, where the hell did it go? And you look at my driveway, and I got this 42-foot fifth wheel, and I've got this Polaris Razor and a new two Jeeps and all this crap, a brand-new truck. And I'm like – no one ever taught me how to keep all this money I'm making. So you're right. No one no one teaches you this stuff. And so what was your question? I'm sorry. So
0: so my, 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 my whole point was, you know, my question is who taught you that? And no one did, right? No, no. one teaches us this, right? No,
1: no. And Definitely no one,
0: the public education system set up to fail you. Right? I would even
1: venture to say college isn't good enough. I mean, I would much rather I was thinking about this, I'd much rather send my kids to a Tony Robbins event. I think they get more value and sending them to a four-year university now i know that might cause a lot of disruption with people but they don't teach you personal development not at all they teach you to stop dreaming
0: right and dreams are what grow you to a whole nother world a whole nother level of opportunity and it's funny i was i was talking with i was interviewed on the gsd mode show the other day and um he was asking what I do to visualize. And, and I remember I used to visualize a lot about travel and different things. And now that I have kids, you know, like one of the major visions in my, my life issue was a fence, right? A new fence for my yard, right? And a, freaking, a vinyl fence, dude. Those aren't cheap, right? You're like no. 15 grand plus you got to get the most strip, right? No one wants to do that. So it's <laughs> like, so your visualization changes with time, right? But so, so tell us now, understanding what is it that you think that you can bring to the world as far as education and inc- helping people create the life worth living?
1: That's a good question. You know, right now, my, my my coaching business is the Freedom Evolution. And we're just helping entrepreneurs really level up in all areas, you know. And, and so we're helping them build the business to where they can hire great people, to where they can experience that freedom. But we're also helping them grow in their faith, their fitness, their finances, their fun, their family time. We're helping them level up in all the areas. So currently right now is, is there, and it'll get bigger, I'm sure.
0: So, so that's what, that's it with Freedom Evolution. The idea is to create freedom in your life, freedom to do whatever it is you want any time of the day, whenever you want right? And, and just to have more income, more freedom, more peace, more everything. Awesome. I love it. So I, wanna, I always like to ask this question. Let's say you lost it all. You lost yeah. everything. I got this question from Joshua Smith. You lost everything in your business. You had to start from zero, uh-huh. right? What's the first thing you're going to do?
1: Um, I get on the phone and start lead generating. <laughs>
0: so you go back to the basic. You start making phone calls and producing leads.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Awesome.
0: I love it. And what would you give advice to a, a newer agent, uh, an agent that maybe has been in a slump or someone that's, that's wishing their production was higher than it is currently?
1: I would probably – first I'd tell them to lead generate get their business going and then hire a coach as fast as you possibly can. So you'd
0: start at the fundamentals, at the basic. Get a coach and lead generate. And lead generate to you is, is on the phone prospecting. What is lead generating?
1: It's on the phone. Yeah, it's,
0: it's conversations. So belly to belly, face to face, ear to ear, talking about buying or selling real estate.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you want to make no money, don't have any conversations. You want to make a lot of money, have conversations. <laughs> so how
0: many conversations a day for this new agent? How many they need to have?
1: Oh boy. We can just go bold style and say twenty a day.
0: And twenty is probably minimum,
1: yeah. You, yeah.
0: You, you think about it, it's about having as many conversations as possible. And if you yeah. are only doing eight deals a year, right, you've probably got quite a bit of free time to be talking to people, I would imagine. You're not too busy with with the business on your plate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So how can – let's wrap up the interview. How can agents or people that have seen you on this interview, how can they get in touch with you or, or learn more about you or follow you a little bit more?
1: Sure. Well, they can follow me on Facebook You know, underneath my profile, Jeff Latham, Friend Request Me. And if people want to you know, learn a little bit about how they compress, can compress time from where they are to where they want to be, um, we can do a free strategy session, and they can apply at um, applyforfreedom.com
0: awesome cool well jeff hey thanks for being on the show we definitely appreciate you anyone that's watching i want you to think how can i level up in my life how can i earn more money how can i have more freedom how can i be healthier because what does it matter if you're making two million dollars a year or a hundred thousand dollars a year if you can't even get off the sofa or you can't even run down the street right i know so many agents that they can't even come home and i was here before jeff I would come home and I was too tired to play with my daughter because I was too fat and out of shape. And you literally – I look at life like this. You have one life that you know of. right? You've got one freaking opportunity. The opportunity is not tomorrow. The opportunity is not yesterday. It's right freaking now to do something with your life. So if you guys want to take your life to a next level, Make sure that you're doing the, the thoughts and having the feelings to have the actions that create that. Check out fearlessagent.com or my website, winningtheinnergame.com. And also make sure you're using awesome tools like Mojo Sells to work out uh, in your business. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you on the next interview. Hey, everyone. Did you like this episode? Well, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. If you want free content and world-class training on inner game, real estate, and turning the impossible into possible and the invisible into visible, well, visit me at winningtheinnergame.com and enter your name and email to the winner circle. We'll see you there.